Welcome, Friendship Fam. We are live in Friendship Church Studios. I'm Kenny White, inviting you to grab some coffee, buckle up, and enjoy the ride on this week's episode of your Friendship Church Podcast. Welcome, Friendship Fam. Glad to have you joining us. Uh, I'm really excited today, Joel. We we have a great guest that, that we get to um, interview, hear from. That's right. Uh, yeah. You know I, what that means? What does that mean, Joel? We get to play another game of get to know your staff. <laughs> All right. Do you have some questions for me? I do. Are you ready to guess? Uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think I am. All right. This person was a prison guard. Lily White. <laughs> I feel... <laughs> this person... No, that's incorrect. This oh. person met their husband in prison. Rachel Foote. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, Sorry. Autumn Morton. Oh, yeah. Because yes, we had be, that conversation. That's right? so funny. Yeah. Uh, no, that's not. Oh, neither one of those are right. Okay, this okay. one's big. You know how big Minnesota is, right? Yes. It's like it has 10,000 lakes. Yes. Uh, this person was in charge of all of it, of all of Minnesota. Oh, easy. Tammy Durant. <sighs> that's a good guess, but no. Uh, growing up, this person's favorite TV show was Dukes of Hazard. Uh, that's definitely Matt Clausen. His boots are made for walking. That what are you now even talking just, about? Uh, this person goes by uh, this person and their husband. They go by Fonty and Funkle to their nieces and nephews. I have no idea. I'll give you a hint. Okay, it's the opposite of without a trace. Is it Tracy Hatch? That's right. Yes, Tracy Hatch. Tracy, thanks for joining us. We're so glad to have you here. And I, I got to tell you, Tracy, that you're our executive director. Mm-hmm. And when Tom DePetra uh, let us know that he would be stepping off and and moving into a new role in his retirement, and we started talking about, oh, what is this? What is it going to look like to hire somebody? I think we were all just overwhelmed. Yeah. And we went through the process and, you know, there were a lot of applicants and we, it seemed like we would get far along in the process and then something would happen and it just didn't work out. And then we saw your application and it was like this light from heaven shining <laughs> on this, you know, this resume. It was exactly like that. We are like, well, when, when can we talk to her? Let's, <laughs> let's have this. Go. Are we sure that she knows what this position is? Because she seems awesome. Right. Uh, remember the in charge of Minnesota part, right? Yes, that's right. It <laughs> that might be a slight overstatement. <laughs> that's a big pond. <laughs> well, there there were a couple, uh, maybe before we go down this road of uh, the executive director, you should flesh out some <laughs> of those statements that, that Joel made. You, you met your husband in prison was one of the statements that Joel made. Right. We did. We were both corrections officers at a men's maximum security prison here in Minnesota. (laughs) Maximum security. You hear that, folks? So So we met in the academy, going through the academy together. Gotcha. gotcha. We were not like dating or anything at that time. That happened many years later, but that's how we first met and became friends. Gotcha. Neither of you were spending time inside as a prisoner. No, none of us were staying there. We (laughs) were just visiting for eight hours a day. Gotcha. Gotcha. That was actually the thing on your resume that stood out the most, <laughs> that I knew you were qualified for the position. Like, she's handled Keep inmates. Joel in line. Yeah, Me, I'm thinking Matt Kenny. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's good. Okay, so so that was one. And then uh, 
uh, in charge of what Minnesota. Was oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yep. So I was uh, the deputy commissioner and the chief operating and chief financial officer for the Department of Transportation mm. for several years. So that's, I think that's where that embellishment came See? from. <laughs> yeah, all I hear right. is chief. All I hear is director. All I hear is COO. Yes. CFO. <laughs> UFO. I mean, big things. <laughs> I, I don't know about you, Joel. Unidentified. So, yeah, that's right. <laughs> And then also, so what's the story with Fanti and Funkel? Fanti and Funkel. Fanti, so, there it yeah. is. Fanti. So we tried Fanti to have Fanti. children. The Lord said no, and but he provided an amazing bundle of six nieces and nephews for us. And so we have spent, my husband and I, and actually um, the, the kids predate him even. So we've just spent our lives spoiling and loving on them and wow. enjoying them, feeding them full of caffeine and chocolate and pizza and sending <laughs> yes. them home. So it's, You're the it's best. great. Adopt me. Yeah, so they yeah. come. They've called, called us Fonty and Funkle, the fun auntie and the fun uncle. <laughs> yeah, and so is. for a time, we actually had license plates that said Fonty and Funkle. And oh, no. oh, that's had hilarious. Fun with that. Yeah. So who is mom and dad to these nieces and nephews? Is it like your sister or? Yeah, I have one sister and one brother and they each have three kids. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so do they think of you as the fun one or are they like, oh no, they're going to send the kids <laughs> back home after pixie sticks and bonging Red Bull or something like that? I think a little <laughs> bit of both. I think they, I think they know the kids are going to come over and have fun. They're going to be safe and loved. And then I think there's also this element of like, oh no, when we go back to their house, what's it going to be like? Because the rule is the parents had to pick up. Oh, <laughs> so nice. we would make huge forts in the family room, and parents would come, and and the parents would pick it up. And oh. so, but I also think that there's an element that they look at me and they're like, "Oh, she's like." Sometimes she's the the you know the rainer on the big parade. You know, well, we'll oh. you know I, I tease them about like, does that outfit come with any more fabric? You know, oh. that kind of thing. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> nice. So the nieces will roll their eyes at me a little bit. They'll, they'll get it someday. They'll get yeah, it. I no doubt. That. No doubt. <laughs> Well, that's really cool. So uh, how long have you been on? It seems like you've been here for a year or better. I mean, <laughs> you just, uh, and I've been here for just over a year. So it seems like you've always been here. Well, I love that. Uh, it's actually been two months, just a wow. couple of days over two months. No way. Yeah. 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 Time goes by. No doubt. On one hand, it feels, yeah, like I've been here a while. And then on another hand, it feels like, wow, I just started. I so. think yeah. because we knew that you were coming. Uh, early summer there's just like it feels longer because we had that anticipation mm. and we've known you longer mm -hmm. than august yeah, that's true well and it it was cool how all of it just kind of worked out from our side and i'd love to hear your side of this but from our side we're looking at this and we're going this lady's in our backyard like you wouldn't even have to move to be exactly. here exactly it, it was that was that was amazing and like i said your resume was wonderful and uh, the experience that you've had, it just seems like God uniquely has guided you. And this is a hand in glove sort of fit, at least from our perspective. You might have a different perspective <laughs> altogether. But uh, how, how did it work out for you? Worked out great. I was very surprised by it. But yeah, I, I guess I would say the Lord had been looking back, of course, you know, um, faith is one of those things that makes most sense when you look in reverse, right? Mm -hmm. Um it's believing in advance what only makes sense in reverse. And so even us moving to Prior Lake, we lived literally down the street on the same kind of residential street from the church. Mm -hmm. uh, the Lord, that's a crazy story, how he led us to that particular spot. And and then when I found uh, the posting was not looking, was not actively seeking a different position. I was planning to stay where I was for at least another five, six more years. Mm -hmm. and um, And yet about... 
so you you gave me the offer in in the summer and the, the prior year, so about in August, I just started feeling like a change was coming. You know how you mm-hmm. feel like when the Lord starts to move and you're just not sure where he's moving or what direction, yeah. but you just, it sort of lands on you. You have like an impression like, hmm. And I kept kind of having this impression of change in June. And I didn't know what that meant. And and I talked to my husband about it and we just kind of couldn't figure it out. And lo and behold, the the posting came. I saw it sort of mm-hmm. by accident. Yeah. And yeah, we weren't even going to post <laughs> uh, on that platform. That, that was funny. funny. Yeah. 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 I saw it on Indeed and it was really, um, you know, my husband was going to take the dog out for a walk. I was complaining about a routine thing at my former position. And he said, maybe it's time to start looking on Indeed. And I was like, I've never even looked on Indeed. I don't know what I would look for. You know, I want something totally different. And, and there it was by kind of accident. So, yeah. Yeah. So it just felt like, like definitely divine planning and yet a total surprise to me. And lo and behold, in June, I, you know, you asked me to consider the position. Of course, I mm-hmm. jumped at the chance. The Lord and I had many a conversation about that. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, so I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. It was definitely, I think, a divine appointment. Yeah, it sure seemed that way from a lot of perspectives. One of the things that has been especially encouraging to me uh, was a story that you shared. Maybe it was even your first, mm. for sure it was your first week. It could have been your first day um, where we were talking and and you had your Bible on your desk. Oh. <laughs> and and just, just watching you uh, tell the story uh, was so encouraging to me and also a great reminder that, that you know, sometimes uh, I think as a pastor and someone who's been a pastor for a long time, uh, I take it for granted that, oh, yeah, I have my Bible on my mm. desk, and of course I would. Uh, but that's that's not the case for everybody. Mm-hmm. And so can you tell that story? I know I'm putting you on the spot, but I don't mind at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind either, actually. It's fine. Uh, I, I think I know the story you're talking about, and I may not get all the same parts, but yeah. I think the gist of it is, well, you know, I spent 25 years in state government or in just prior to coming to Friendship Church, I was at a university. Um, very, you know, all of it very, uh, very much a secular environment. Mm-hmm. And I would say over the course of the 25 years I was in that particular environment, um, I would even dare say got a little bit more towards the hostile end of that um, over time. And towards so Christianity. Yeah. Hostile towards Christianity. Okay, yeah. Yep. And yet there were people, particularly at the Department of Transportation, that, you know, we were believers and we would, mm-hmm. and we kind of found each other and we would come together and pray, or they'd come into my office and shut the door and we'd pray or have some, some scripture. Mm-hmm. But the Bible, <laughs> I always have a Bible, but it's always had to be tucked in a drawer, right? I mean, it mm-hmm. always had to be present out of sight. I would have scripture on my desk, but it was always where only I could see it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, certainly at the university, uh, definitely not an environment where I felt comfortable, uh, you know, having a Bible just on display. And and frankly, if I dare say it, I, I actually think I could have lost my job mm-hmm. um, for that. So, yeah, so you kind of kind of go yeah. underground, so to speak. You're still yeah. living your faith. You're still hopefully exemplifying it in the way I treat people and do my work. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet, you know, needing to be cautious. So it was awesome when I came here because I took yeah. <laughs> I took a Bible, like put it right on my desk. And and man, I can't yeah. tell you, even the ability to pray here, you know, you can pray in a meeting, you you can have your Bible, you can refer yeah. to scripture. I have scripture on the walls. Yeah. And I love it. And it it really is. It's something that I hope I never uh get accustomed to. I hope it's something yeah. that's always fresh and new and and fun and that I never forget what it was like to feel like I had to sort of um, be cautious and careful about 
uh, about my faith. Yeah. Well, I, I think one of the things that stood out to us uh, on the search team was that uh, your your faith has always been a part of what mm-hmm. you've done, regardless of your profession, your vocation. Mm-hmm. Your faith is uh, has been practiced, and mm-hmm. you know a big part of our uh, podcast is discussing the issue of discipleship mm-hmm. and what that looks like. and And I'm just wondering, you know, as as we think about uh, most people are are living their faith out in the world and and have jobs in secular settings and how do you how did you sense i guess god working in you through those places how were you able to be a disciple and how were you able to make a disciple and i know that's kind of a lot at once and we're looking at it from kind of that 50,000 foot view but uh how would you respond to that tracy well, I, I, I might start by referencing our mission statement to love, live, and serve. And I, I think in wherever you are, you should be loving, living, and serving like Jesus. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to wear a cape and a sign on your chest. <laughs> right. You know, but but I think that's, in fact, how some of us in secular government realized there were other believers around. We saw people that were loving, living, and serving like Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so it, it comes out in integrity. It comes out in the way that you do your job. It comes out in the way you talk to people, the way you work with people. Not perfectly. There were definitely times where I look back and I think, oh, you know, I kind of right. botched that up. And But then you go and you and you ask forgiveness, right? You right. you you don't pretend like you didn't make a mistake. You mm-hmm. you um, treat people with integrity. You, you, you know, treat people with respect and dignity, regardless of what they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, you know, there are definitely areas where you invest in people. There were, there were individuals along the course of my career that, um, that I, I made, you know, kind of a strategic investment in their career and their future in coaching and discipleship in other ways. Uh, some of them have, uh, reached out in ways you would not have expected. And mm-hmm. I continue to pour into their lives today. And and frankly, they pour into mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, also, it's a blessing to to serve. It's a blessing to coach and disciple. And, um, and I think in secular, we use probably the word coach more than we would, or I would use the word coach yeah. more than disciple, but it is the same thing. It's yeah. what I'm looking at is how do we how do we live in front of people in such a way that we're bringing Jesus everywhere we go, mm-hmm. and you know the old adage that you know sometimes you're the only Jesus people will ever see or hear, right? And 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 they ask and they get hungry and sometimes they'll never know, right? I mean, right. there are some people who I met who are who are probably um, you know I had I had very little impact on them in terms of coming to Jesus, but I had an yeah. impact on them in terms of at work they felt cared for and they felt loved and they felt appreciated and they felt mm-hmm. like their work mattered. Um, and so that's a piece of them coming to Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, they they are on a journey. We all are, and you know, you meet people where they are, and you you just try to show them uh, the love and care that that Jesus would want to show them. Mm-hmm. That's really good. I appreciate that, uh, Joel. Well, actually, Joel, I want you to be thinking about the LLS question, okay? I, but before you do, I, I I just have another question for Tracy, and that is, uh, Tracy. As an executive director at Friendship Church, maybe you could just do kind of a high view of uh, what do you do here mm. and how would people interact with you? Like if they need what, mm. then they come see Tracy. So I think of my role as taking all of the administrative functions and all of the administrative stress and burden off of your plate and 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 um and mats and you I can put actually, it on mats. It's okay. Put, okay, yeah. well, so we'll leave yeah. it on mats. I'll just take it off <laughs> right. of yours. Um, but I I see doing that in a way that um, I really come alongside 
the two of you uh, to to uh, lead the administrative functions, and I serve the church by ensuring that the facilities. You know, we have a great facilities team, we have a great IT team, a great communications team. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the teams are all great, but they need some support, and so uh, rather than having them have to rely on the two of you for that support, I. I see it as my role to support them, uh, to serve them, to serve the body of Christ by making sure that um, finances are managed well, and they are, mm-hmm. uh, making sure that our stewardship is 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 proper and in place and above reproach is just a term I've always used in my professional life. You know, I want mm-hmm. I want everywhere I work to, um, to to run well, the organization to be secure and and. And I, I don't want there to be um, even the suggestion of impropriety or the ability to scrutinize because yeah. I think that that's damaging to reputation. So and and we're stewarding the reputation of Christ, exactly. And so that's a big deal. It's way bigger than than even uh, c- kind of what I saw as sort of the big charge I had before. You know, yeah. uh, before yes, we're you know we're stewarding the the name of the state of Minnesota. We're stewarding. Uh, millions of dollars or hundreds of millions of dollars are actually in the DOT case, $3 billion worth of resources. Yeah. And yet um, the idea that you're stewarding the name of the Lord is, is so much higher. Like there's just right. like, there's nothing that I wouldn't do to protect that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really good. And I see that. I mean, that was, that was a part of, uh, I think the peace that we had in calling you and, mm-hmm. and um, we have certainly seen that lived out in, I just can't believe it's only been two months. That's amazing. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's amazing. Right. So Joel, you have a question yeah. that you've been preparing. Right. Let's hear it. So she kind of she kind of did this. Mm-hmm. She kind of answered this, but you kind of get a second opportunity to answer it in another way if it leads. Okay. So the LLS question is, if you were standing in front of Friendship Church, how would you encourage them to love, live, and serve like Jesus? Mm, great question. Uh, I resonated immediately when I when I looked at the website and saw that this was your mission. And the first thing that comes to my mind is that you can't love, live, and serve someone that you don't know. So you have to get to know him. You know, they say that imitation is the is the greatest form of flattery. And so we are actually called to imitate Christ. We're actually called to uh, to to be Christ followers. And so in, in order to do that, you have to know what that looks like. You have to be um, in love with Jesus. You have to be close to the Father. You have to be walking with the Spirit. And so I would I would tell people to start there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, how do, how does that look? Well, I think we we love by uh, seeking His heart, by knowing how He loves, knowing what He loves and what He um, does not love, mm-hmm. and then living that out by um, not just being hearers of the word, but doers of the word. You know, we read passages in Scripture that are uncomfortable. For example, I went through a period of time where I was very upset at something that was happening in my work life, and yet I was I went to Scripture. I was like, okay, Lord, like I don't want to act out in my flesh. I don't want to think mm-hmm. or feel or say things that would be not glorifying to you. So how should I handle this? You know, when you read, like, do not slander. Oh, I really like to talk bad about these people, right? No, okay, I won't. You know, do, you know, right. <laughs> in your anger, yeah. do not sin. Okay, yeah. you know. Yeah. And then in those moments, you just, you just, you do where you don't do. You hold your tongue. In mm-hmm. that example. So again, you have to know. You have to be in scripture. You have to then walk it out in the in the everyday in your flesh, which is really hard. And and you know, definitely not perfect at it, but it is yeah. definitely something that I I keep an eye on. And then when it comes to service, I think you start by how you actually think about people, how you treat people. You know, what you think is kind of how you act, that, that will kind of come out. Yeah. And so if you if you really, truly um, believe that everyone deserves dignity and respect because they're built, you know, they're created in the image of God, I think that comes out. And I mm-hmm. think that that is the foundation for how you serve. 
you serve people and then you are of service to people mm-hmm. in the body, you know, volunteering or serving the staff or, or others, you know, uh, I think it all just kind of blends together and it, I think it's a really beautiful package, but it starts with, do you know him? Like, yeah. you know, get with him, <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah. be intentional about it. That's excellent. Well, friends, thank you for joining in. We are we are so glad to have you listening in. Tracy, it is a joy getting to know you and thankful for your part at Friendship Church. Joel, I still love you too. Yep. <laughs> As we I go agree. from this place, let us not forget to love, live, and serve like Jesus. God bless you, and we'll see you soon. Thank you for joining in today, church fam. We will see you next time on your Friendship Church Podcast.